This recording is from Fintech Nexus USA, formerly known as London Fintech USA, held at the Javits Center in New York City on May 25th to 26, 2022. It's from the track Banking Crosses into Its Digital Future, sponsored by Galileo Financial Technologies and is titled Transitioning to a Digital First World in Banking and Lending. Speaking on this session is Tim Welsh, U.S. Bank, with moderator Ron Shevlin from Cornerstone Advisors. My name is Ron Shevlin. I'm the uh, Chief Research Officer at Cornerstone Advisors and author of the FinTech Snark Tank blog on Forbes. And I have the pleasure today to uh, lead our discussion with Tim Welsh. Tim is the uh, Vice Chair of Consumer and Small Business Banking at uh, U.S. Bank. Before that, he was the uh, Vice Chairman of uh, Consumer Sales and Service uh, where, when he started at uh, U.S. Bank in 2017. Uh, prior to that, Tim actually spent 29 years at McKinsey. Uh, I think he holds the distinction of being the first McKinsey consultant to have been recruited straight out of kindergarten. So congratulations <laughs> for that, Tim. Um, and somewhere along the way, Tim managed to earn a bachelor's and an MBA at, at Harvard. So Tim, thanks a lot uh, for joining everybody today and for looking forward to this conversation and have you kind of share some of your thoughts and perspectives of what's going on in the industry. Uh, I can't imagine that there is anybody in this room who does not know who U.S. Bank is, but what they might not know is what U.S. Bank is about. Sure. So in this age of mission-driven companies, what's, what's U.S. Bank's mission and, and purpose? So first of all, Ron, thanks. Great to be with you. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to have the conversation. Thank you for all for coming. Uh, just by way of background about U.S. Bank, uh, it is the fifth largest bank in the country, based in Minneapolis. So we have just started spring. For those of you who have had flowers for a long time, we're just getting them. Uh, we have uh, my group consists, as, you, as Ron said, of consumers and small businesses. So think of branches, mortgages, auto loans, things like that, as well as commensurate products or similar products for uh, small businesses. So that that would be my group. And to your question, Ron, one of the things that is so important about U.S. Bank, and frankly, a big part of the reason that I joined, is that U.S. Bank is a purpose-driven organization. Every morning when I walk in and turn on my computer, it says we invest our hearts and minds to power human potential. And that's a big deal, right? We are trying to help families live the lives they want to live, and we're trying to help small businesses prosper. And I said to Ron when we were preparing for this, if I don't talk about that five times a day, at least it must be a Saturday because it's, it's a very important part of who we are and what we do. And as we'll talk about in a second, it relates to a lot of our digital capabilities and we call in our human capabilities. So I know Ron will get into that, but purpose is at the center of what we do. Got it. So let's take that down to an operational level. How does that mission manifest itself operationally? And let's start from a digital perspective. Sure. Yeah, so, so a couple of things. If, if, if we're going to really live out our purpose, right, if we're going to help power your potential, help your family live the lives that you, your family wants to live, we think we've got to be what we call central to your life. Right? We got to be important. If all we are is a mortgage statement that you get once a month and your mortgage is deducted from your checking account, we're not powering your potential. We're irrelevant or worse, we're annoying. Right? So the key part of this on digital is we got to have digital tools which make your life as easy as possible. So we have to have a great app because can you think of anything in your life that is central to your life that you don't have a great app for? Right? Absolutely not. So Three years ago, we introduced a brand new app. 
Today, Kinova and others recognize it as the best app in banking, right? Similarly, we got to have great mortgage tools. If you're going to buy a house, nobody wants to submit a pile of paper, right? Kiplinger says we have the best digital mortgage process, period. And we've got to be constantly investing in that, constantly pushing the cutting edge, working with third parties like so many of uh, of you all who, who work with banks, it is absolutely critical for us to be at the cutting edge of digital, Ron, because if, you know, anything important in your life, you're probably operating on your phone. Okay, but let's let's keep drilling down. Yep. Uh, the digital tools, whether they be for banking, mortgage, lending, whatever they might be, um, you're not building it all yourself, right? right? So who do you work with? How do they come to work with you? What's your, your perspective and, and approach towards fintech partnerships? So this is critical for us, uh, Ron. There are really important parts of what we do we absolutely do want to own, but we have a whole range of partnerships. So you think about the partnership that allowed us to have this best digital mortgage process. We've been working with Blend for four or five years at this point on that absolutely crucial partnership. We think what's really important about that is not just the underlying technology, but how quickly we can adapt it right? How quickly we can innovate, use the features, get those out there. So that's a crucial part of it. On our app, one of the cool things about our app, at least our customers tell us it's cool, is the fact that it has, it provides insights. So if I'm spending more money than I did last month, or you're, 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 um, you're spending much more on travel than you are on restaurants, all of those kinds of alerts come to you now daily in your app. They're part of your feed. That's provided by a company called Personetics, right? So we are constantly looking for third parties that we can partner with to help us accelerate this, recognizing that sometimes we want to own it. And in the case, you know, we have a merchant processing business called Elevon. Uh, my, some of my colleagues are here from that. And uh, we worked very closely with a fintech called Talic for several years. We decided, and they decided that we should work, we shouldn't just work together, we should buy them. And now they're a critical part of our organization on the small business side. So we're constantly looking for these kinds of partnerships because it makes, I think, all of us better. So congrats on the accolades. I'm sure you're not resting on your laurels, though. So as you look out over the next couple of years, what are the new tools, the new capabilities, the new competencies that you plan to build digitally? And Tim, I want you to actually look at it from a couple different perspectives. One is from an app, from the Mm -hmm. consumer, whether it's a small business or consumer-facing perspective, but also internally. What are the digital capabilities you're needing to build going forward? So... I want yeah. to expand beyond the app. All right, let, let me let me try, Ron. And if I don't get there, you you can push me a little bit. I will. So when I <laughs> that's great. So when I think, you know, when you think about the future of banking and where does it go from here, right? I ask myself a couple of questions. I ask myself first of all, how many consumers wake up every morning and the first thing they do is run to their banking app to see what new features have been added. Nobody does that, right? Maybe Ron does that. Well, there's, oh, there is one person. Okay, we do have one person do that. Awesome. Hope you're using the U.S. Bank app. Um, similarly, if you're a small business owner, you know, did you do you want to spend more time making pasta or whatever it is that you're, you know, running your Italian restaurant, or do you want to spend more time on banking? I think I know the answer to that. And so, Ron, where I think a lot of this goes is I think that we. Uh, as an industry, we use all the analytics, the new tools, the uh, various you know technologies, blockchain and other things that people are developing. I think all of that gets used to help make consumers and small businesses' lives as simple as possible so that they don't have to worry about 
managing their cash flow for their business, or they say, gosh, I really want to go to Disney World in a year, and we help make that happen using all of our analytics and all of that. So I think that's where this goes in the future. With one additional important element of this, we strongly believe, I strongly believe that this is not just about digital, but it's about a human connection as well. And so we're going to develop all these tools that we were just talking about. But for most people, most consumers, most small businesses, technology is a little bit intimidating and finance is something you don't want to spend time on. And you want to, someone to talk to about this. So I think there's a very powerful combination of a whole bunch of stuff gets done easily electronically. But when you're sitting across, when you're about to buy a home, you want to sit across from someone who can say to you, it's going to work out, Ron. Trust me, okay? Or when you want to start that business, you say, you know what? We can help you. We can do the financing for this, right? So that digital, the digital allows us to make everything easy. The human allows us to build that real relationship and to be, you know, to help power that potential, be there to support our clients. So that's where I think it's going. Is that where your, where your uh, question was headed? No. Because um, <laughs> I wanted you to get real granular. Okay. Um, you know, the S&P Global does a really good analysis every year looking at the top banks, actually the top 70 banks, yep. mobile banking functionality. Mm -hmm. The level of parity among the top five, 10 banks, which your know, largest banks, not top in terms of anything else, but in terms of the largest is, is incredibly equal. Uh, it drops off when you get to more mid-sized banks for sure. But I'm asking you, in the next two to four or five years, what are the new pieces of functionality, capability, competencies you're going to build digitally, both in the app and as a business, that's going to help you differentiate because we're in a world of, of a lot of digital parity here. So I think you're asking a really important strategic question. And I think the question is, in part, can you be differentiated on the digital side, right? And it's not entirely clear to me that that's possible, right? So I think there is, you've got to keep up, right? This is crucially important. And do I think artificial intelligence and other technologies are going to help? But I think a lot of people are going to deploy those. Yeah. I actually think that the strategic win is on the human side. It's helping people use this stuff. Because, you know, if, if you ask, you know, we had the one person who wakes up every morning looking at our, but most people are not using the well over 300 features that we have in our app. The vast majority of people are not using them, right? And yet their life could be easier if they did use them. So how are they going to get to see these things. And the way that they're going to see these things is by us helping them. So I'll give you an example of that. And, and again, we got to keep pushing the envelope on digital. But one of the things that we do now is we do this thing called co-browse. As far as we know, we're the only large bank doing it. If you're sitting at home and you're trying to do something on your app and you don't know how to do it, you can either ask the app, you could just talk to it, or you can call us, call our call center, call a branch, and we will go online on your phone and show you exactly how to do it, right? We got lots and lots of features that we need. We do that tens of thousands of times a week because people don't know how to use it. So I don't think the differentiation is going to come in the digital. I think you got to keep up. I think the, the differentiation is going to come in the human side. Now, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but that's my hypothesis. Uh, this is not for my, nobody's asking my opinion here, are we? I go 20 minutes just on my own opinions. I think most people are happy that I managed to do the introductions within 20 minutes, for Christ's sake. So, um, 
So let's let folk keep us on the, the human side. I know we're supposed to be talking digital, but what I'm hearing you say, Tim, is that the differentiation is in this integration yes. of human and, and digital. Um, so what does that mean from a, a branch perspective to, to U.S. Bank? Um, do all the, the, the this human, do they have to be in branches to deliver this? This, this is a total transformation of the, of the kinds of things that we do. So if, you th if any of you have been to a branch prior to the pandemic for any bank, Right. What you probably did was you walked in, you cashed a check, and you left. That's what two-thirds, three-quarters of people did in branches. Okay? That's not what happens in a branch today, at least at a U.S. bank branch. There are two things that happen. The first thing that happens is you call in or you come in and you get technology help using co-browser or other things. The other thing that you do is you've done all of your transactions easily. You cashed your checks using your phone and all that. But many families want to come in and spend 20 or 30 minutes sitting down and talking to us. And that's what they do. So we're doing millions of appointments, right? So the branch that you used to think about where you come in and cash a check, completely different. It's now a technology assistance center and a financial assistance center, right? And our business bankers are doing the same thing. When they go out to a, a bank, or excuse me, go out to a business, they don't have to say, Ron, please give me your loan forms. All that's done digitally. What they're now able to do is say, hey, Ron, you want to grow your business? You want to expand to a new facility? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we manage your cash flow. Our digital tools will help you with it. So I think it is, that's where I think the differentiation is. And I think you can do it at the business. You can do it at a branch. You can do it at a call center. It doesn't matter. But that human element of it is, in my view, the differentiation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they asked me to moderate the session thinking that I'd have really great questions to ask. But the reality is, is that the people in the crowd have even better. Uh, and so my eyesight's terrible. But there's one question here, I think, that really tags on to what you were just saying. And the question is that human call center service has gotten so scripted, uh, offshored, low quality. Uh, do we funnel the savings from tech automation into uh, affording better human support, the, the human interface? Yeah, yeah so, so I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I, I think what we're realizing is that if if all you view call center support is as you know, help in transaction processing, then that is, that's a relatively simple thing. But I'm actually talking about a much different kind of interaction. I'm talking about a high value consultative kind of discussion. And that is best done by highly skilled people, wherever they are, to be able to provide that kind of uh, consultation. And so I think it's a fundamental reframing of how we've thought about call centers and branches. These are not, these are no longer processing transactions. This is much more about providing real, genuine help to small businesses and to consumers. So as you look forward the next couple of years, what do you see from a technology perspective that's going to better inform, better enable the, the, the human uh, within the humans within U.S. Bank. I, I think there's a lot. I think, you know, you and I in preparation for this talked about artificial intelligence, right? And I think that is going to be a crucial part of this, using data and analytics to help people understand. I also think, though, that the questions are going to be very different. So how often have you ever talked to your banker about your hopes and dreams, right? Not a conversation you typically think about. But if you look at our app today, it says, what are your goals? And you start, and we're having people every day thousands of people entering their goals, right? It's just a very different conversation. Now we need to do something with that data. That's where artificial intelligence is going to come well, in. Well, let's keep going on that because it's a funny thing you should mention that. Yeah. It must be 
at least 15, if not 20 years ago, I had a large bank tell me that they were doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They were asking their customers, what are your goals and aspirations? And I asked them, well, what do you do with that data? And they said, well, nothing. <laughs> um, so what are you doing? How do you, you know, give, put, get that information and data out into the organization so that it, it can be useful and, and utilized? So this is one of the interesting things we've found. People often wonder about, you know, data and privacy. And what we've found is that consumers actually think that if they tell us something, that we should use it to help them, which is a fairly logical thing, right? And so if they tell us in the app that they want to buy a home, they actually want to come in and talk about buying a home. So we say, hey, would you like to schedule an appointment to talk about buying a home, right? So it's that, just as you said a minute ago, it's that integration of the digital and human. If they've entered it in, they've opened the opportunity up for us to have a conversation with them about that topic. Another thing, Tim, I want to ask you about, because we're, we're actually running out of time, believe it or not, um, is around, I talked to so many banks who want to sort of grow and create a culture of innovation. And I can't believe I'm actually going to ask you to do this, but could you hold up your feet? Uh, the, I noticed the red shoes, and you're, I have to be honest, you're not, you don't strike me as a red shoes kind of guy. So I'm yeah. guess what what's the story behind the, the red shoes? So so first of all, your perception is right. I am not a trendy dresser in any way. But uh, about four years ago, we realized that we needed, if we were going to do all the things you've been asking me about, innovate at a very rapid pace, keep up with technology companies, we needed to fundamentally embrace a much more agile mindset. And that had to affect everything that we did. And it had to not just be about technology, it had to be about risk and compliance and product development and all the other things. We all had to be. And so we, we launched, uh, you know, a half a dozen agile teams to get rolling. And what we uh, discovered pretty quickly was they were getting a whole bunch of stuff done. And they came up with the idea, they were looking for a symbol of how they could show we're doing things differently. We're bold, we're moving fast, and we're on a team. And they came up with the idea of red shoes, red tennis shoes. And so I went over to the studios one day, they gave me a pair of red shoes, and I wear them all the time now. Whenever I'm out visiting branches, it's become a symbol. Believe me, you know, there aren't a lot of bankers out there wearing red shoes. When I stood in front of 40,000 people at our all-employee event, people noticed that we were wearing red shoes. Things were different, right? And what it encourages, it's not about me saying it's different. It's about spurring them to say, oh my gosh, we can innovate in the branch, in the call center. We can do things differently. It's a fundamental mindset shift. And so it's become a core part of what I wear. And even on stages in New York, I bring them. So, you know, a lot of financial institutions have created a chief innovation officer position, chief innovation, uh, you know, innovation groups. One of the things that really has struck me about unique about U.S. Bank is, well, first of all, you were one of the first to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but even more importantly, um, the person who holds that title and, and role has been there for like 10 or 12 years, which is an amazing tenure in this space. So what are you doing right as a bank around innovation? Well, I think, first of all, you're kind to say Dominic Ventura is an amazing guy, and so he's, he's here doing that. So I think a, a big part of what we're doing is constantly working with firms that are represented here and other places to be bringing in new ideas. That's a big part of what we do. Uh, but the other piece that I, the Red Shoes highlight is we're trying to create not just an office of innovation, but a culture of innovation. And that involves all of us changing. And I think one of the things I'd highlight that Dominic has done so well is, is constantly be in dialogue with groups like those that are here so that we can be bringing in new ideas to the organization all the time. Awesome. Uh, so we've got just like two more minutes. Um, 
What, what kind of message do you want to leave folks today? What, what should they take away in terms of uh, where digital is going, what it needs to, to be like in the organizations? What, what's the, 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 the key message you want to leave with people? A couple of things I would, I would say. The first is I do think purpose matters. We all need to know, wake up every morning knowing why we do what we do. And secondly, uh, I hope that you are trying to create, because this is certainly what we're trying to create, cultures where you were, we call it customer obsessed, where you're constantly trying to keep up with the customer and you're looking outside of the industry to help you think about what is the leading edge, not of banking, but what is the leading edge of services out there and how can we as a bank keep up? Because as I tell our teams, if you can get anything delivered to your house in two days or two hours, you don't understand why it takes 45 days to get a mortgage, right? So we've got to, I hope that, I hope that in the pursuit of purpose, we are all constantly raising the bar on the client experience, digital plus human, because I think that will make all of us more effective and allow us to help our customers in even more significant ways. Awesome. Tim, uh, thank you on behalf of everybody for uh, sharing your thoughts and wisdom here. Thank sure. you very much. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Great guys. To be with you.